Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If you've been enjoying our live episodes, why not come see a live recording of Drunk Women Solving Crime? Our next shows of 2019 are Thursday, April 25th with Desiree Birch and Zoe Lyons. Tickets available at pleasance.co.uk. We also have a special show at the Vault Festival for International Women's Day on Friday, March 8th with YouTube star, sex educator and author Hannah Witten with 100% of the proceeds going to child.org's Team Mum campaign. You can find more info and buy tickets at vaultfestival.com Women Solving Crime. My name's Katie Wilkins and I'm an author and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where brandy meets bludgeoning, mimosa meets misdemeanour and port meets prostitution. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. Here comes um, the bride. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. Before, she was a serial killer. She was actually a really unhappy person. <laughs> you know what? I would rather order an Arceretto than a porn star martini, though. Genuinely. Fine. I got clashed on the way to Cock Foster's. Yeah. Did she try to fuck him? Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. 
welcome to a new episode of our podcast. I am Katie Wilkins, as you know, and I am your host for this episode. And we are joined by our fantastic guest, Uma Nea. Hi, and Uma is a podcaster and writer as well. Hi guys, thanks for having me. Hi. I clapped myself. <laughs> I'm still doing it. Hi. We should. We should. It's been a self-care, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. We need to be proud. Yeah, be proud. Be proud. <laughs> you can't solve crime with bad self-esteem. Yeah. I know a lot of detectives yeah. would disagree with that. Yeah. You can certainly <laughs> commit crime with like, self-esteem. That's almost a prerequisite. Yeah, yeah that, that works. Yeah. In fact, Definitely. if you hadn't clapped yourself, you'd be prime suspect. So that's our first test. <laughs> God, I passed, I passed. She believes in herself. She's probably innocent. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Uma, can you tell us, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Many times. Oh. Yeah, it's been difficult. But this one happened on probably, you know when they say it's the best day of your life? Oh, oh no. I was robbed at my wedding. <gasps> Done, done, done of my husband. <laughs> no. of like your freedom. And... Yeah. The real deep. We're getting real deep there. No. It's um... sad that I didn't know what that was. I'm like, like Eurovision. <laughs> the, oh my gosh. Yeah. The big day. This is incredible. Goosebumps. What yeah. happened? Yeah. Oh God. Well, it's been about eight years now and I'm still, it still kind of feels quite hard to wow. talk about it. So I'll just have another sip. Yes. Wow. Well, I feel like I went in, for. yeah, I went in way just kind of of like flippant with my yeah. <laughs> joke about oh, you're gonna feel really bad day. about that now <laughs> oh, um, shit. okay go on lo- all i will say is my mm. wedding day lots more happened but i'm saving that oh. <laughs> maybe for a future podcast yeah. or, or another day wow okay um, <laughs> i'm really offing the suspense here it better be good um, <laughs> i'm giving you my pity face I and i can't really help are. it i'm really sorry pity. Yeah. free pity and yeah. i'm really loving that i really <laughs> feeding me i do really recognize that face tone that's weird. <laughs> Hi, Hannah. Just your average Hi. day. Hey, Hannah. That's not your normal face. Oh, gosh. Resting pity face. Um, <laughs> yeah. What happened was I got to the venue. It's like a really nice central London place. You wouldn't think something like this could happen. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I was dressed like blinged out to the max. It was my Indian <laughs> wedding, big fat Indian wedding. So I was a target, prime target, I guess, for those oh, kind of dear. things. Man. Oh dear. Well, I got out of the car and then I did this kind of, you know, lap of honor around the hotel reception. <laughs> All my friends and he'd got there early and they oh, were like, oh, oh that's lovely. You know, and then basically I had a vanity case with like all my stuff for my mini moon, like, you know, like you know your, your little you go short, short wedding and <laughs> still got it and I say that again <laughs> you know that little honeymoon thing yeah um so I had all my stuff in there but I also had like all my makeup for the day because the, I got made up at 7 a.m and uh, the wedding was going to go until about one yeah in the morning wow so I didn't <laughs> I was very flippant I didn't think the makeup artist should come I was fine I would have my own kit and everything okay. so wow. someone was holding the bag um, and within two minutes of actually being there, it was gone. Oh, oh no. no. It was about, is this like, am I supposed to go that dark with these things? Should it be funnier oh, than yeah. this? No, 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 no. It's really sad. Absolutely. Is, yeah. Um, so, yeah. We'll still find a way to laugh. It's good. Don't worry. <laughs> Just stop, because I'm I mean, like, didn't laughing. I may laugh, it might be crying soon. Um, so, yeah, it's still very raw. But basically, 
within seconds of realizing it wasn't there I turned into bridezilla like I had gone from really cool and calm and collected to losing my shit I was so upset really upset and then I remember um the registrar who was looking after it though I don't know it's it's already a crime to solve yeah Yeah. I don't know and it's all very hazy now but I don't even know if it's anybody's fault like it just it's just they were obviously targeting yeah yeah um and I remember my dad saying like he before I got, like literally before we left the house I was like dad why are you wearing like a bum belt like a oh. travel belt and he was like because he met like he had in Indian weddings you have to give gold before the ceremony oh, yeah. to like the in-laws and stuff like that and give yeah. gifts so he said you know I had I have to do this because otherwise it could get nicked and go yeah now if I would get married again hopefully <laughs> it doesn't happen I'd be bum bagging <laughs> like totally oh. but yeah it was nobody it was should really have to no one should have to go bag I know especially on a wedding yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I'd, I'd, I'd do like it to see exactly. how you could bling up a bum bag like I'd like I to see that. I think you could do Asian stuff with style. it I'd probably wear it on the side like jaunty kind of thing <laughs> but um, yeah so anyway basically then the registrar came in I got moved to like my my honeymoon suite to you know get ready and you know yeah. before the wedding and the registrar came in and she was are you you know how are you feeling you look great are you ready oh. uh, you know I had a few questions to ask like are you okay to get married kind of thing oh, and yeah, I, I just do. said uh have you seen my bag huh. <laughs> she was just like no I haven't seen your bag what bag is it's like have you seen my bag I was asking everybody have oh. they seen my bag and then my brother basically all my friends were around and my cousins and like you know you look amazing and being really nice and I was just like trying to contain the you know, worry that I didn't have bobby it's pins to so last stressful. for the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, because I was being really, really annoying by that point. I really oh, freaked so out. So all your makeup for the rest of the day. All my makeup, my had... contact lenses, um, like really was... special jewelry that I'd been given to take oh. on my honeymoon. Oh. Yeah, it was it was bad. Feel so sorry for me, everyone. In my head, this, <laughs> was, this was the um, reception, but actually the ceremony hadn't even. No, taken I hadn't place. even done my registry wedding yet. It oh, literally God. had been in the venue for five minutes. And was it the bag that your honeymoon stuff was? in too so yeah like all my kind of um it because when you get married when you're when you have like an indian or asian wedding you get something called a trousseau which means you get everything new so you get like outfits from your mum and dad and your outfits from your in-laws you get like all new luggage if you need it kind of thing if you're lucky you know and i was i'd got like a whole new set from debo's (laughs) one of the things was like a vanity case so oh, yeah, so the, even the bag was brand so, new. So the vanity case, yeah, is the thing that went missing. And then like all my family, because I got married on Easter Sunday, as oh. as a lot of Asian people do. So they had to kind of go up to like Marble Arch to find like bobby grips and find replacement makeup. Oh, okay. Um, but then I was fine like by about five in the afternoon. But yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> fine. About five. My years husband, in yeah, kind of my husband. Yeah. He always says that um, when we he walked down like you know for the registry wedding and so we had loads of events that day. Yeah, he just was like, I thought you just didn't want to get married anymore because I looked so I was like seething, like really annoyed. (laughs) And he was like, What's wrong with you? And then I think he even said like, What's wrong with you? Here comes Um, the bride. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. Bag bag. Yeah, I did just go, have you seen my bag? Have you seen my bag? Have you seen my bag? So yeah, but then I kind of went out of Bridezilla, but I did have Bridezilla moment for about a day. But like the thing is, the the Bridezilla thing is like, oh, someone didn't get like a piece of cake that they wanted, so they're Bridezilla and it's completely unreasonable. You got fucking mugged on your wedding day. It's not unreasonable. Like mugged and I didn't even know it until. It's like it's not unreasonable to be really upset about that. I was. That's horrible. I hate the whole Bridezilla thing anyway, because it's like every other like female pressure where it's like, 
okay, on the one hand, you have to throw the perfect day that's about everybody yeah. but you. Don't be yeah. a bitch about but it. But on the other, be really, really calm and serene <laughs> yeah. and um, show us that you're having a great time because it's, it's not, not really possible. about you. It's not yeah. possible. So it's yeah, that possible. was my crime. And it's not just about <clears throat> what was taken. And this is true. Like people have shared loads of thefts. It isn't. Yeah, and, and then you sort of minimize it and you're like, I know people get worse things. Da, da, da. Yeah. But it's the it's the feeling that it gives you that somebody had it felt that they had the right to do that and then on you're left with big, that feeling I mean not on your my big, big our big yeah. day yeah. So, yeah like it was just so awful that they could no, like you could your see the, big the pink the pink blamange like wedding girl getting married you know and then just take um but yeah we then found do you need to like to, would you like to hear how it kind of resolved actually yeah, yeah um, I was gonna ask if you reported I mean, on it this, on this point it is a weird time for me to open a bottle of uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna because we're dry I heard that I heard <laughs> I heard that noise a lot on my wedding day, but I couldn't appreciate it. Um, but yeah, no, uh, the, while we were on our little honeymoon thing, Thank they you. said that they had seen, um, they actually found CCTV footage of just two guys just followed me literally off the street as I went. Yeah. So I came out of the car. Thank you. Um, I came out of the car and they, they literally just saw a target. Yeah. Saw a target, but I was literally dripping in. Swarovski. But, like, also... Oh, what was she wearing? Like, yeah. Yeah. like that's not, like, that's like that joke I deserved about, it, like, no. Looking <laughs> like you deserve it, yeah. But, um, as well, because, of course, there's so many distractions... Uh, or not, you know, so yeah. people say hello to. Like, yeah, that's how it happened. It, it's like that moment when you walk into the venue and you're just so excited. But yeah. God, this has been really dark. I'm sorry. <laughs> not <laughs> funny. I mean, it wasn't. Not, you've not been wanked at, and that's what we get a lot. <laughs> yeah. oh, that, that, that's happened. It's fine. I got flashed on the way to Cock Fosters. Yeah, so that's fine. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thank yeah, you. Thank I feel you like a loads of. Yeah. yeah, thank you for oh. sharing. Come on. Yeah. Well, like we have to say on this podcast, what would you say if you could see them now? But then, did you actually catch them? Yeah, no, they just said we couldn't catch them. Huh. They were just two guys who walked in. Opportunists. Yeah. Okay. What would you say or do to them? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Switch off the recording. I would, say, <laughs> I would just say I hope you liked my contact lenses <laughs> and my hundred bobby grips and my knockoff Mac. Um, you know, <laughs> brushes. Enjoy. That's it. That's Somewhere funny. there are some like fabulous that. nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Okay, are we ready to solve <clears throat> another crime? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you some information because otherwise, how would we do this? Um, okay. <laughs> So again, always picture a real detective seeing the things, <laughs> mostly that Katie says. I need my own show, guys. Otherwise, we just we can't do it. <laughs> um, a, a middle-aged woman oh. called Virginia Cacioppo, who sang soprano at La Scala, goes missing and is last seen on the thirtieth of September. Uh, without any more information than that. What country oh do you God. think this is? <laughs> La Scar is there not a Scar? Oh, there's a Scala. Yeah. Right. So, sorry. Is so it not it's Scarborough. Yeah. Is it England then. I'll say. I'll, I'll say. Oh, the opera singers from Scarborough. <laughs> 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 so her name is Virginia Cacioppo, and she sang soprano at La Scala. What country do we think this Italy. is? Italy. 
Good guess. And you are correct. Yay! <laughs> that felt too obvious. I'm like, I'm not going to say Italy, goddammit. I know. <laughs> trying to I throw was us like, off. You don't want to look. Might be right. Stereotypical, yeah. but you are correct. Um, yeah. The um, and, and, and her name is Cacciopi. This, this victim is called Cacciopi. Ca- one of the crimes happening here is my pronunciation of Italian. Yeah. <laughs> so I do apologize. <laughs> um, so she was last seen by her sister-in-law on the 30th of September, going into the house of a woman called Leonarda Chiantiuli. Chiantiuli. Um, Say it twice, it makes it right. Yeah. Chiantiuli. That's way Chiantiuli, better. that's Chiantiuli. <laughs> In case you misheard me. That's so true. You always do like double down. I know I'm saying this wrong, so I'm going to say it again. <laughs> so I did so it, so I said it so well. You did. Okay. Everyone needs to hear me say this again. Yeah. It's so good. Um, what year do we think this is? Ooh. Again, there's not much to go on. 75. I feel like... Nice. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You're a confident detective. I, I like that. it. I like it. I feel like the only crime I know about an opera singer, but it wasn't even really a crime, happened during Second World War, so I'm going to go 40. Good reasoning. Lovely. I just said the first. I'm going to piggyback on Hannah's reasoning and say, agree. Okay. I'd like to backtrack on mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, you would be right to do so because Hannah is correct. This is Yay. 1940. Yes. Okay, so the sister-in-law reported her fears to the superintendent of police in Reggio Emilia, who opened an investigation and soon arrested Chiantiuli. <laughs> um, initially... Who's do- a woman? Uh, yes. Right. Leonardo. Leonardo. Leonardo Chiantiuli. I didn't even know that there was a female. I didn't know that either. Yeah. That's why we do this is to learn. We learn so much. Do you think Chiantiuli confessed to this murder initially? No. I'm going to say yes. Okay. So she did not confess initially, but she did then confess. Uh, it wasn't until the police thought that her son, Giuseppe, was involved that she suddenly oh. confessed to this and other murders. Oh, my God. Providing detailed accounts of what she had done um, to save her son from any blame. Do mm. we think that she's a good mum? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Because of the tone that was set in the beginning, I'm going to say, yes, she was. She did the best okay. she could with the murders <laughs> that she had committed. Okay, I mean, that's a subjective answer. There's no right or wrong. It's just your opinion for whether she's a good mum. How many murders do you think she confessed to in total? Oh, Kali oh, G. Leonardo. I wonder what her nickname was. There's oh, no she good has nickname one. for that. She has one. Nada. Oh, nada. Nada. She yeah. committed nada. Yeah. Even the more. At the beginning, how yeah. many have you committed? Nada. Nada. <laughs> Is it like a ridiculous amount or just just a modest amount, like five? I'm going to say five. Fifteen? Okay. Seven. <laughs> Okay, Taylor is the closest. I love that. I call that a modest amount. <laughs> Sorry, I've just watched the Ted Bundy documentary and he makes everybody look good. So, yeah. uh, so it's three. three. So just squeak it into bad. the serial killer category. Um, that leaves plenty of time for mothering. Yeah. <laughs> You're still baking cookies. It's fine. Oh, just you wait. Oh, God. Uh, so do we think that her other victims are male or female? Well, if she's killed one woman, is that a pattern? And what's her motive? I mean, yeah. oh, jeez. Were they, like, it could be jealousy? That's what I was wondering. Is it is it all women because mm. she's got some... 
Interesting. Association with the... Um, and it is all women. All the victims are female. And they've all slept with her husband. (laughs) With her Uh son. (laughs) No, these are all amazing guesses. I mean, to be fair, I cannot discount them, but it's not mentioned in the sources that I was looking at. Uh, but this case is particularly famous because of what she did with the bodies and that even earned her the nickname. Um, does anyone want to hazard a guess as to uh, what she did with the bodies? Oh my goodness. Or is it really, really grim? Yes. Did she skin them? Did she wear them? Did she bake them into cookies? Yes, Hannah George. She didn't. What? Um, Are you actually joking? No, Hannah Tony. Uh, well, kind of. Is but... that her nickname? <laughs> um, basically, she turned them into soap and cookies um, or tea cakes. Her nickname was the soap maker of Cor- Corrigione. Oh, uh, so this is the case of Leonardo. And I know that human fat makes great soap really? because I've seen Fight Club. Fight Club. Yes. Yeah, don't talk. <clears throat> yeah, I've learned. Don't talk about it. The statute of limitations is up on Fight Club, right? <laughs> <laughs> it should be. So, yeah, this is the case of Leonardo Chiantiuli, the soap maker of Coriago. So, fun fact for you guys, because who doesn't love a bit of fun with their soap murder? One of the pots that she used is actually currently on display in a museum of criminology in Rome. Wow. I'll have to take a holiday <laughs> to <laughs> see that. See all the sights. Like homage then... to the, <laughs> the Lucrese. Pantheon, man. Like, why didn't I go I was just thinking out? that. I didn't know this was available. <laughs> so, how did it come to this? Let's take it back. Leonardo Cientiuli was born on the 18th of April, 1894. Does your heart speed up every time you have to say the surname? (laughs) It's coming again. Part of me is just resigned to it. It's like, I've admitted I'm a twat that can't do it properly. No, I love how you say that. I think I'm nailing it. Oh, okay. Now, she wasn't always a serial killer, guys. Um, Before she was a serial killer, she was actually a really unhappy person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, Sherlock. My God. So, she, while still a young girl, she attempted suicide twice. Uh, now, I couldn't find any information as to why she tried to commit suicide. Oh, my pity face, can... see? It just <laughs> straight. <laughs> Switched on. We can only speculate. Uh, in 1917, she married a registry office clerk called Raphael Pansardi. Oh, that feels like someone left her at the altar. If, well, you, if you're like marrying someone from the registry office, you're like, oh, fuck it, I paid for the hour. Oh, you know, <laughs> funny you should say that. There is drama here. Okay. Uh, because her parents did not approve of the marriage. Uh, (laughs) so yeah the parents did not approve of the marriage they had planned to marry her to another man who they felt would be more respectable Mm -hmm. so her mother did something what do we think her mother did oh what would you do what would a mother do lock him block him lock him well you'd block him on insta anyway (laughs) because you don't approve of him but lock him in like maybe in the pantry you're just keeping that food theme Okay, I like it. I like it. Any advance on that? Could go harsher than that. Did she try to fuck him? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like you wouldn't if you, if your fiance had like fucked your mum, you'd be like, oh, like, man. really extreme. <laughs> did they falsely accuse him of something? Are they like? Did they accuse him of being a bad Catholic? I feel like that's what they do. You know, these are all awesome guesses, and I would like to explore each of them. But I will just tell you, <laughs> you what happened. <laughs> Um, 
the uh, the mother cursed them. <gasps> yes, <laughs> that's gonna work. Cursing is actually the most passive aggressive thing <laughs> you can do because yeah. you don't have to prove that you have. Guess what I did? That it worked. <laughs> I well, that's on being cursed. I don't know. So Tianti Yuli says that her mother cursed them, dooming her to a life of misery. Which I actually do feel sheds a bit more light on the suicide attempts. I feel like her mum might not have been the best mum. No. Does anyone here believe in curses? Yeah, big time. Do you? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. As long as you don't do them right I, now. No, I, I don't believe in them, but I do think... Well, I think it's all part of kind of Asian culture. You do believe okay. in, like, Nuzo, which is, like, evil eye. So, Ooh. like, I'm wearing a little evil eye bracelet. I always wear them. Oh. I wear, like, studs. This is from Ashley Clark, if you want to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Wipe up. <laughs> Affiliated link. Send me, send me all the free ones, please. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do think that it might. So does that protect you from curses? Yes, maybe, but it also kind of matches with this one. So <laughs> <laughs> it might work. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I do. I do just because you're protected doesn't mean you shouldn't be fashionable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On trend um, and safe. So it like wards off. Like yeah, what's... I mean, the, apparently it does. It can ward off evil kind of intentions, but obviously, like sometimes people don't mean to. Like I might say, I love this bowl, and then when you go to take it up, like to put it in the dishwasher or whatever, you might crack it and break it. Like I don't want that for this bowl because I love. Let this the bowl. record show this <laughs> yeah. is my bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but because I showed so much like admiration for the bowl, that even that could prove like to be a curse because I just thought the bowl was so pretty and then it just ended up ruining the bowl so you Whoa, jinxed it wow. by making it yeah. too killing impo- it with kindness killing like, it with kindness oh my god a lot of people and it is a, a really pretty bowl yeah. um I might Uh-oh. put it in my bag later <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay well this is quite cool I like this this That's is interesting. interesting yeah, yeah. no problems right <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. <laughs> I didn't even know. 
Listen up, knuckleheads. I'm the yeah, chief. we need to get we need to get to the okay. What so happened. she was cursed by her mother, and then a few bad things did happen. Uh, first of all, a few years into her marriage, Kiantiuli was imprisoned for fraud. Oh my <laughs> That's Damn all the mum's fault. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, there's some missing pieces to that story. <laughs> um, I actually couldn't find out if she was guilty or not. <clears throat> it just said that she was imprisoned. I think she was in prison for three years. They moved, they had to move house, basically. And then they moved after that, they had to move three years later. I don't know if that's because she was in prison for three years or they just moved three years later. But basically, they moved to Lacedonia and then something else happened that was quite bad in 1930. <laughs> Their home is destroyed by an earthquake. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah, like completely destroyed. Oh, that never would have happened without the curse. If her mother hadn't done that. I mean, yeah. coincidence? Yeah. Uh, literally no house left. We will never know if this was curse or scientific reasons. Um, <laughs> but they had to move house again, obviously. This time they moved to Correggio, the town that's part of her nickname. Are we all laughing at my pronunciation? <laughs> no! <laughs> you just did it with so much confidence that I loved it. Correggio. You're in now. You're fluent. Correggio. So, they moved there. Chianti Uli opened a small shop. Um, she was very popular and well-respected within her neighbourhood, but other things still went wrong. Um, she had 17 pregnancies during her mani- marriage. Oh, my goodness. But lost three of the children in miscarriage. Ten more died in their youth, and consequently, oh, she was heavily protective of the four surviving children. Oh, my goodness. That is awful yeah so like you know <laughs> she, guys remember she murdered like seven people or something <laughs> there's, like, there's, there's a reason people I too. go crazy uh, she was very worried about the curse blighting her life and she went to see a fortune teller do you think that the fortune teller put her mind at ease <laughs> why would no. you no no more money no she, she did not so Kianti Uli saw a few fortune tellers and it was never good news um <laughs> of I mean, that shouldn't be funny, but I know. I this is a very sad. Do you picture. just pay it until you get what you want to hear? Like you hear what you want to hear. I mean, I mean, presumably they're trying to get you to come back, so yeah. they're like, oh, I can see that. I mean, I'm making this. That's up. an abuse like, of the gift, because if you have the gift, you shouldn't be making yeah. stuff up. Kiantiuli saw a few different fortune tellers. One fortune teller earlier on told her that she would marry and have children, but all of the children would die young. Another fortune teller who practiced. Wait, palm- hadn't that already happened? Like, I think. Thanks. I think this is over some years. Okay. I'm condensing the fortune telling part. The another one practiced palm reading and told her, "In your right hand, I see prison. In your left, a criminal asylum." Oh, oh my god! I really need the number of that one. Yeah. <laughs> they were like spot on. She's great. She's brilliant. <laughs> really, really right. She doesn't pull her punches. Oh eight hundred. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Kianti became highly superstitious and terrified that her four remaining children were going to die mm. uh, then it's 1939 so second world war breaks out this is terrible but more specifically what does her son say that he's doing enlisting yes yeah. oh her Giuseppe favorite no son Giuseppe no. says that no, he's, oh, he's going to join gonna make her so anxious it is it really ramps her up into insane and she had a favorite um, yeah. Um, That's the worst thing she's done. <laughs> they all do. They all do. A family dynamic. Yeah. I, as the favourite, I know. <laughs> it's so big of you to say. Kind of you. It's really kind. Yeah. It's good that you're aware. That's why I'm the favourite. 
<laughs> so kind. Um, I'm so anxious. I'm going to make people so. I know, right? It's still a leap. <laughs> okay, because that is literally her. Like honestly, what the bit I'm about to read is pretty much what you've exactly said. Oh. So um, he's going to join. Bad outlet. Army. Bad outlet. Favorite child. She's not keen. Um, <laughs> Sorry, now I have a whole Etsy shop set up. I know QVC. I was going to say. <laughs> hey. Kianti Yuli turned to the one thing that she believed would keep her son safe. Human sacrifice. <gasps> wow. That's, that's why she did is. it. Oh, shut yeah. up. Um, Who like, told her to do that? I, don't, I feel like that's a huge leap still. Like, I feel like other mums might be doing some praying or maybe buy a horseshoe. Like, I feel like <laughs> yeah. going straight to human sacrifice. I mean, at the very worst, like maybe... Uh, there'd be a mum that would like try and injure their kids so they can't go like not life-threatening but they can't go in the you know like no, that something being, small something something motherly. Yeah, yeah something motherly yeah, and small yeah. but be italian overfeed your child so he's too obese to enlist <laughs> yeah that's what i would do <laughs> <laughs> um human sacrifice but yeah so she she's she's like no best start on the old human sacrifices um so <laughs> <laughs> but also human sacrifice doesn't usually end in tea cakes I know this lady and dove birds this poor lady is crazy <laughs> all of her victims had a couple of things in common other than being women well they had a few anyone want to guess of the other things they might have had in common did they all sing no good were, guess though were they all astrologers <laughs> no get your own back fortune tellers yeah were they all no. single actually yes <gasps> Ooh. yes 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 okay. dirty dirty Why? single women oh jackpot so um just they... the virgin sacrifice thing oh, I don't right know. Okay. and maybe you could justify like yeah what's she worth she anyway she doesn't have a story husband in her head and just went with it actually do you know what i researched this case and i didn't even occur to me the whole virgin side of it but You're yes good. they were all her neighbors they were all middle-aged and they were all spinsters although i don't like that phrasing I think no. we could say it's 2019, goddammit. They're unmarried or bachelors. Um, also, you know, I just don't think we should be defined by relationship with man. I think, what about like other Where qualities? Where does that word even come from? What about just independent ladies? Yeah, like, you know, they could have been pizza lovers. They could have had lots of <laughs> other qualities yeah. that don't link them to men. So they are unmarried. Never weds. That's what I mean. Never weds. <laughs> That's that a horrible weds. name for the most. Oh my god. So, um, Kianti had something up her sleeve that made people turn to her for help. We've kind of touched on this, but the other way around. Does she, she pretend to be a she fortune, was a fortune teller. teller? Yes. Oh my god. I know. So, her first victim was Faustina Setti. Faustina Setti was a lifelong spinster slash pizza lover and also skateboarder. <laughs> all we know skateboarder i'm just putting that in there we don't have to we don't have to define her i forgot what year we were in Um, for a second so she'd come to her for help for finding a husband did Mm. kianta uni say that she could help her find a husband oh of course yeah yes Yes, she did uh so she told her that a suitable partner was available in polar but asked her to tell no one of the news, which I think is very much a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, and she persuaded Seti to write letters and postcards to relatives and friends that were to be mailed when she reached Polar oh to God, tell the them alibi. that everything was fine. Yeah, such a red flag. So I, clever though as well. I know. I'm just Bad like, clever. Like I love you've gone straight for admiration. <laughs> it's all coming out now. Wowzers. <laughs> yeah, I'm like... Just want to grab this little lady and go, don't let society make you so desperate for a husband. It blinds you to red flags. 
Um, Girlfriend. <laughs> yes, that's what I would say. Yeah. Because I'm cool. <laughs> uh, on the day of her departure, I'm doing air quotes for the listeners. <laughs> that's awful. I shouldn't do air quotes. Um, but it's all for the listeners. Yeah, it's I mean, just for <laughs> you three that saw my fingers. Uh, I don't know we're all naked. So it's, like, <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> so Seti came to visit Kianti Uli one last time. And Kianti Uli offered her a drink. What was the drink? What was it really, or what did she offer? Uh, I mean, both. Amaretto, <laughs> but it was arsenic. Yeah, poison. Arsoretto, which yeah. sounds way worse. <laughs> that sounds like a horrible drink. Arsoretto. <laughs> you know what? I would rather order an arsoretto than a porn star martini, though. Genuinely. <laughs> I I hate it's it. way I love edgier. porn star martinis, yeah. and I hate saying that. I'd yeah. rather say arsoretto. Just for the record. <laughs> for the record. Cool. <laughs> Um, it was a glass of drugged wine. Um, and then she killed her. Um, what do you think she killed her with? N- not just the drugs. Do you know what? I don't know. That just knocked her out. That knocked her out or killed her. Strangulation? Um, no. Oh. Threw her over a cliff? No. Drowned her? No, I'm just wondering if I should say trigger, like... I don't know if we're a trigger warning kind of podcast, but this next I think bit, that should piss you. this is a bit gruesome. Right. And if you're, although if you're listening to this, you probably like gruesome stuff, <laughs> but um, you've been oh. warned it's gruesome. So it was an axe. Oh, um, so Kianti Uli killed her with an axe, dragged her body into a closet, then cut it into nine parts, gathering the blood in a basin. She then described uh, what happened in her official statement in court. I threw the pieces into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda, which I had bought to make soap, and stirred the mixture until the pieces dissolved in a thick, dark mush that I poured into several buckets and emptied in a nearby septic tank. As for the blood in the basin, I waited until it had coagulated, dried it in the oven, ground it and mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk and eggs, as well as a bit of margarine. Kneading all the ingredients together, I made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them to the ladies who came to visit, though Giuseppe and I also ate them. In terms of, like, giving people ideas from this podcast, <laughs> like, tonight is a bad one. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. So bad. Like, Mary Berry. What's <laughs> <laughs> like wrong? The opposite of Mary Yeah. Mary. The anti-Mary Berry. Yeah. It's really gross. So Tea cakes shouldn't be crunchy. I can't unhear that. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I did it was think. the word crunchy, wasn't it? That it was, was the, the word most crunchy. Yeah. Yeah. And it was coagulated that yeah. triggered me. Oh, what yeah. a horrible so word. Awful. See, I said trigger warning and then gave you guys no option. Yeah, out. we did. I was going to walk out, but... <laughs> <laughs> Some sources also record that Chianti Uli apparently received Seti's life savings, 30,000 lira, as payment for her services. So she gets away with that. The next victim is Francesca Suavi. A very similar deal, except that uh, she claimed to be finding her a teaching job at a school for girls in Placenza. Like Seti, Suavi was persuaded to write postcards to be sent to friends, this time from Caraggio, (coughs) detailing her plans. And also she came to her before the departure, given drugged wine, yada yada, killed with an axe, baked (laughs) in tea cakes, usual story. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So mundane. Supposedly 3,000 year. Oh, um... Yeah, I was just thinking, though, like, if you're going to do human sacrifices to, like, appease some kind of god, should you really be stealing the money? <laughs> like, isn't that going to, like, undo the karma <laughs> that you're brilliantly getting with your human sacrifice? I feel like, like... Yeah, the at, like, motive totally doesn't add up. Give no, it to charity all. or something. Like, 
It doesn't... Yeah, it feels like there's a few things happening there. And that isn't just, oh, let's dispose of a body. That's... There is a part of me that is engaging in this ritual. Yeah. And I'm going to consume it myself. Do you know what I mean? Like, the pathology is so much deeper here than... It's... Yeah. Than even human sacrifice, which is bad news. Yeah. (laughs) But she's she's stealing. It's just so weird to be, like, trying to purify or whatever her family, but then stealing. I don't know. I feel like that's weird. It's super weird. Yeah. But <laughs> the people say- cookies are fun, but the steel lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh third and final man, our soprano singer, Virginia Catiopa. I've forgotten how to pronounce it. Catiopa. Yes, thank you. Um and I don't know. <laughs> Chiantiuli slipped up here because Virginia was better known as a singer and had more family around, um, specifically, and the source says, a nosy sister-in-law. But I would like to go on record and say that that's not a very nice description of somebody who basically foiled a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a hero. Yeah, like maybe astute and clever sister-in-law yeah. uh, who brought a murderer to justice. Anyway, so Chiantiuli had promised Virginia a job working with an impresario in Florence. And um, as with the two other women, she was instructed not to tell a single person where she was going. Uh, she agreed, and on September 30th, 1940, came for a last visit to Chiantiuli. The pattern to the murder was the same as the first two, plus 50,000 lira and assorted jewels, but the sister-in-law obviously saw her going into the house. Now, there is actually some discrepancy in my sources as to whether they were all made into soap, but this lady definitely was, uh, because I think some of the others were just made into biscuits, but this one was made into soap and biscuits. Soprano? (laughs) Yay! Oh! Yeah, you can. (laughs) Wow, that really was that. I just really like puns. That was great. That was amazing. Um, When a pun is good, it echoes. But according to her (laughs) official statement... She ended, so Chianti, Chianti Uli says, she ended up in the pot like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. When it had melted, I added a bottle of cologne. And after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some most acceptable creamy soap. I gave bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes too were better. That woman was really sweet. Whoa. Whoa. I feel like she's doing it for attention now. So sister-in-law smells a rat, blah, blah, blah. Uh, doesn't believe that she did a quick departure. Uh, they, as we know, she, they start to spec the sun, so she confesses everything. Uh, how long do you think her trial lasted? Well, I reckon because she was a woman that was murdering people and it was probably 12 men on the yeah. jury, she was probably found guilty really, really quickly. Correct. It Thank was you. just a few days. Yeah. yeah. And she remained unrepentant, going so far as to correct the official account while on the stand. Um, and basically she's kind of like boasting that she gave this <laughs> copper ladle uh, to the war effort and stuff. So she's like, she she thinks she's She did them a favour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like one source said, her deep set dark eyes gleamed with a wild inner pride, which I think is getting a bit sensationalist. But mm. I think like male writers, they can't help being weirdos. <laughs> what did you say about her tits? <laughs> I mean, I didn't get that. Okay, before, no, it's fine. But it's they're probably mentioned somewhere. Um, so she was found guilty of her crimes and granted a 33-year sentence that echoed the, the uh, fortune teller's prophecy uh, with eerie accuracy. 30 years in a prison and thirty and three years in a criminal asylum. And was that like one hand bigger than the other? Like, <laughs> what? Was <laughs> <is> that accurate? <laughs> I mean... Um, and she actually died in prison um, in um. October 1970. 
1970. Isn't that weird? You know what? At least she got to experience women's lib. <laughs> and really benefited from it. I bet I she burnt some bras in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, and yeah, some of the artifacts are in the Criminal Museum in Rome. And so it was made a darkly comic play, which was called Love and Magic in Mama's Kitchen. Oh my God. I think it's really gross when people joke about things. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it was produced, um, it was at the Spolette. It was like, oh, it was first produced by Lena Wetmuller at the Spolette. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> like British name just don't We've even. totally set you up to question. Her name was Sally. <laughs> <laughs> festival in 1979 and the play began a run on broadway in 1983 wow so soon as that jazz hands guys (laughs) i'm in shock are you in shock i feel a little bit like we've been doing this yeah no so that's quite a full-on one though yeah Thank you. <laughs> like, we, all, we all need to go and like watch a Disney film. Or yeah, something. exactly. Yeah, we need to go and wash ourselves, but yeah. we want to. Like, I don't want to use soap again. <laughs> yeah. Next time we see you, shower you're just gel from now on. <laughs> exactly. We've solved another crime. Yay! Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for sharing. We've learned so much. Drunk women solving crime. So we have a listener crime here, who which was written by somebody who is describing himself as I'm a man. Uh, we, don't, him. we don't have yeah. a name. So he says, my Spotify was hacked and they keep changing it to Argentinian hip hop. P.S. I'm a man. I've, <laughs> I've, that matters. Yeah. I've also been mugged with a hammer. <laughs> I, I'm a, it's a lot of information. I know. And but, yet not enough at all. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. Two separate crimes. I feel like he wants a Spotify one um, cured. What's the word? Solved. 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 Stopped. (laughs) Please Um, stop, whoever you are. I think it's funny hijacking somebody's Spotify and making the music wrong. (laughs) Not that Argentinian hip hop is wrong. But if it's not his taste. it's, It's only for women, Um. apparently. Yeah, but like, I feel like that would be someone you know, right? Like, yeah, unless it it's like a friend, Spotify. Does a stranger bother to do that? Like, they can't see your angry face. But they might have, like, issues like the last case. Wow. So they have, that's how yeah. they're venting. That's true. Yeah. And in which case, carry on, because yeah. that's better than murdering. It's safe. It's a safe form of <laughs> venting. Yeah, definitely. I remember my friend saying that his Netflix account got hacked once. Yeah. And he could tell that there was this guy from this different country who he didn't Ooh. know watching things on his Netflix account. Wow. And instead of changing his password immediately, he waited until he could see that he was on the last episode of, I think, this 13 <gasps> yes. Reasons Why. And yeah, and oh, he was no. just, I know. Oh, wow. And he was like, changing that fucking password. So he did it at literally the worst time <gasps> The best revenge. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's very good. That is very good. Yeah. What a genius. <laughs> oh, mate, let's end it on that. Yay. I'm going to do that. Okay. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Uma, thank you so much for being such a fantastic guest. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yay. Our pleasure. And, um, do you have anything that you'd like to plug? Yes, um, I'm going to be venturing into the podcast world. I'm launching on Acast. um, It's called Girl Chart. What's it about? So it's looking at life through a British South Asian perspective. We're going to be meeting really inspiring women who are challenging perceptions, but also talking about things 
from a South Asian British point of view. It's like for everybody to listen to. Yeah. So not just, you don't have to be just British and Asian. Um, it sounds really interesting. The subject matter is really diverse. So we've yeah. got like a psychologist, we're going to talk about mental health and how that affects South Asian women in the cool. UK. Uh, we've got uh, people who've gone on to like do really successful businesses. Awesome. Talking to um, someone who's breaking boundaries and stigmatism about having cancer in like, especially being wow. South Asian. Um, so it's like really varied. Yeah. We'll talk about dating, fashion, beauty. Oh, sounds amazing. Um, like yeah, serious really stuff, does. crimes, so cool. maybe crime. Will there Yay. be a fortune teller on it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm, <laughs> and you'll all be able to call in. No Send me your like date of birth. Uh, <laughs> All that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it will just be me, basically, <laughs> with a wig. It is not looking good. Now. <laughs> yeah. This oh, it sounds, sounds awesome. Awesome, and I can't wait to listen. Thank, thank you, you so thanks, much. Thank you, you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman. Music by The Lion and the Wolf. If you would like to, you can follow us on Drunk Women Pod on Twitter, on Facebook and Insta. We are Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And also, if you have a crime that you would like us to solve, write it on a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you to ACAS and thank you for listening. Bye! 